and they're just going to share a testimony that some of this stuff you guys may never have known about them. Some of the stuff I didn't even know, and I've been knowing them for years. Holy moly. <laughs> Good morning, y'all. Good morning. So we were just sitting down talking about this story and some things we had been through back in 1998. And really, it was, like you said, it was God's word and his Holy Spirit that led us and showed us what to do Amen. and brought us through this situation because it's God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly Amen. above Amen. all we can ask or think Amen. according to the power that's at work within us. And that power was the power of the Holy Spirit Amen. and the power of his word. Amen. And we didn't even know we knew the things that we knew. We just knew we were reading our Bibles. We knew we were praying. We knew we were serving God. And I thought about how you said when the squeeze is on, you can tell what's on the inside of you. And you were talking about traffic and when traffic gets on your nerves and what comes out of your mouth. But even deeper, when you are in a fight for your life, you can tell what's on the inside of you. So back in 1998, Paul had a brain tumor. He was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And for months and months and months, we had no idea what was going on. He just had these terrible headaches. And he was always in the prayer circle for these headaches. So our church went on a fast in December. We decided we were going to put our health issues and our personal situations on the altar as well during that fast in December. So it was in March that everything was revealed. Paul had a terrible headache, um, nose bleeding. What did you say? Your head was like ringing? And... Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell that part. See, behind the keyboard, I'm at home. Up here, is, I'm nervous. Um, so I've, I've always dealt with migraines. I thought it was migraines and, and um, the light like this will just hurt and ringing sound in my ears. So one night, went to bed, went to sleep. It woke me up, the pain and the nosebleed and everything. So uh, I couldn't take it anymore. And I took, okay, I used to take BC powders because that used to help a little bit. That wasn't doing anything. Uh, uh, aspirin and nothing. So we got up and went to the urgent care, walked in. I could barely walk. Uh, the doctors were looking at me like, oh, y'all need to take him to the emergency room. You get him out of here. So, like, uh, I passed out. I was throwing up. Uh, so my wife, instead of an ambulance, she drove me to the hospital. <laughs> and uh, you take it from there. So we get to the hospital, they do a CAT scan, they find it immediately. They call in all these specialists. And also, by the way, we had no medical insurance, but God blessed us and gave us the best doctors they had in the hospital. They knew him by name. They knew his father. So even the people in dietary were coming up like, Paul, what do you want to eat? Well, what's on here? It don't matter. What do you want? So he had good, great doctors. And... So they find the tumor. They didn't understand why he hadn't even gone blind because the tumor was so big and it had, hum it had hemorrhaged at that time. That's why he was experiencing all those symptoms. So we go through the, the surgery. Um, they cut him here, lifted this up, go into the center of the brain, get the tumor. It wasn't cancerous. So they removed the tumor. He was supposed to be in ICU for like 24 hours at least. He was in there six hours out. Um, we got home on Saturday. He had the surgery like on a Wednesday. So just the way that God moved was amazing. But what we didn't even know was in us because of God's word and because of the Holy Spirit. We were so serious about what was said around him. I even had to put some of his family, which was hard, and they thought I was crazy. But his sister came into the room, and she was sitting next to his bed crying because she was, like, grieving. She thought he was about to die. 
And I had to call her outside. I was like, come on, let's, let's go talk. She was like, we are in a fight, and we know what the possibilities are, but we can't have this around him. We have to speak faith. We have to speak God's word. We can't have that negativity. You can't be sitting at his bedside crying like he's about to die. We can't do that. So I had to put a sign on the door. There were certain visitors I couldn't have. We had to stop certain visitors because I, we just couldn't allow that around him at this time. I was even standing next to his bed at one point, and it was just he and I in the room, and I'm just praying in the Holy Spirit because at this point, I don't even know what else to pray. So Holy Spirit, make intercession for me. So I'm standing at his bed, and I'm praying, and I felt death walk in his room, literally. I felt something right behind me, and I was so afraid to even turn around. And I turned around, and there was nobody there, but I so felt a presence there. And we knew that, you know, the enemy was trying to take his life. So we just prayed. Um, While he was in surgery, our church family, this was another thing that was powerful, and just showed so much unity and love is that while he was in surgery, every single hour that he was in surgery, someone was praying. So someone would pray for an hour, they'd call the next person and they would pray. They would pray, they call the next person, they pray. They And it was just a prayer circle going on the whole time that he was in surgery. And he told me the story about how while he was under, he felt like he could see and feel like demons pulling on his body, trying to take his life. And he was literally fighting during this surgery. But the saints were praying the whole time. And they were speaking God's word and they were using their faith. And just by the Holy Spirit, him leading us and telling us what to do. And us speaking his word is what brought him out of this. And so my wife being, I guess at that time, a guardian, um, when I say that everyone showed up with that same spirit of, oh, he's gone. Oh, he's dead. The insurance man shows up. Life insurance. Life insurance. Don't worry. You tell my wife, don't worry. You're going to be okay. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Where she, has to, she had to cast all that out. She had to get all that out of the way. Um, my friends, my family. At that time, I was out of it. I, I didn't know what was happening. But I knew I was in a fight. And I, and, my eyes, and I was gone pretty much the whole time before the surgery. And so that's, that's the one thing I know that when I say that the demons was coming after my life, like that's, that's why I do what I do now. I have no other choice but to do this, praise and worship God. And so thank you. So coming out of that, go on, Fuller. We were believing God for a child. Okay, well, let me back up a little bit. While I was in the hospital, my cousin got admitted into the hospital with the same thing, a tumor. He died during the same time. And, and his sister worked in the hospital. When I woke up from, uh, from the surgery, she was there in ICU. And, and she didn't ever tell me this until after I got out that her brother was in there and he died, you know, from the same thing at the same, same time. I was like, oh. So that goes to say, too, that even though we look at other people and what they have gone through and what their experience have, has been, we can't allow that to shape what we believe because 
those things can really shake you too. Well, you know so-and-so had that and they didn't live very long or that happened to them and they foreclosed on their house. Or You know, you can't go by what other people's experiences are. You have to stand on God's word and what he said about you. I can't take personal what your experience is. I have to trust God in this situation. Okay, so we were believing God. You know, we didn't have Nyla at the time. And because of that surgery, the tumor was on the pituitary gland, which which manages all of your hormones. So doctors told us we would never have children. So we went back to the doctor. They were doing all these tests, and they were like, oh, yeah, you you can consider adoption, you know, maybe. And so we just decided that we're not going to believe the doctor's report. We were like, whose report are we going to believe? We're going to believe the report of the Lord. And if God could give Mary a child and she didn't even know a man, then surely he can give us one. So we're, I mean, we're going to stand on God's word and we're just going to trust him. And we're going to do what God has called us to do while we don't have children. So let's just be a blessing to our nieces and nephews and let's, you know, do ministry together because it's just us. And, you know, so we're just believing God. We're praying. Um, We're standing on, you know, just believing God and in faith. And I think when we really stopped worrying about it is when it happened. We found out we were pregnant. I think Pastor Ken and Shirley and Keith and Kiko were the first people we called because they were some that were praying with us back then. So we have Nyla, and she was our miracle baby. Doctors told us we could never have that. And that came as a result of standing on God's word and being obedient to him. Doing our part. <laughs> uh, that was another part is that God led us on this particular way of changing our eating at that time too. And so it, when that happened, it's like the, the Holy Spirit led us. He showed us what to do to make that happen. It's not like, I mean, he led us. It's the, the Holy Spirit and the power of his word. And this is for someone who has their whole heart into doctors, they, they are practicing. They're practicing, okay? When this doctor told us, uh, I say, well, the question was, well, will we be able to have children? He's like, oh, no. I mean, it was that look on his face like, oh, oh no. What, what, how dare you think that you're going to have some? It was that kind of look like, no. But, and then we looked at him like, oh, yes, we will. We are. We're going we're gonna to have some children. And the one thing we said that we was going to do that we didn't do, we was going to take pictures and send it to them. We didn't never do that. No. So that, that's pretty much it. That was just our testimony. And we've been married 24 years. We've got a lot of stories. But that one was just amazing to us at just his, God's faithfulness because it wasn't, it wasn't even about us and what we could do in our own strength. It was about the Holy Spirit leading us and telling us what to do every step of the way and standing on God's word and saying that and believing that and not letting, letting anything else distract us from that. Amen. 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 I, I, I wanted them to tell that because I wanted you guys to see that, listen, God is faithful. It, 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 it's not just me making up stories up here. You guys are like, oh, that's just Pastor. That's just Pastor Ken. So God loves him more than he loves me, which he does. But no, no, I'm just sure. He does. He does. He does. That's not true. That's not true. Um, he loves us all the same. And I, and, and I wanted you to hear someone else tell this, to tell a story of God's goodness by standing and saying, you know what? We're not going to believe the report of the enemy. We're going to be, believe the report of the Lord. Amen. 
We're not going to allow people to come in because, listen, you got to understand this one thing and then we're, we're finished. Is this. You have to understand that what those people share. Listen, what those people share. Don't don't get caught up in that. Stay with me. What those people are sharing goes into your ears. Yes, that's right. And faith comes by hearing. So even listen, even faith for fear, even faith for wrong things, even faith for contrary to God comes by hearing. So sometimes you have to shut people down so you're not listening to their foolishness because that's what goes into your heart. Whether you think it does or not. And so it was, listen, listen, I don't want to say that's the only difference, but I want to say that's a big difference between why his, why his cousin died and why he lived. Yeah. Same thing. Amen. Amen. It hasn't had to deal with that. I, I, what I'm trying to explain is, is that, and I'm glad you shared that so that people can see another one. Amen. See, yeah, that's very true. Very true. Amen. I actually, I actually forgot about that. That's good. But I'm, I'm telling you, listen, God is faithful. Learn to take his word in. Don't allow it to be the boring task that you have to do. Make it the thing that makes your life better. Amen. Will get you where you need to be, where God wants you to be. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness, for your mercy, for your grace, for your wisdom. We thank you that you are here, that you've touched each life, Father God. 